while ago, uh, the Lord told me that, <laughs> he told me that laughter is the Trojan horse in which the angels will ride into storehouse. So you think you're just letting in this little innocent thing called laughter. <laughs> you know, let's have a little bit of fun. And then all of a sudden, out of the bottom of that belly, bust all these angels of healing and joy, all these angels that have come to deliver and to set us free, which I think are the same thing, actually. <laughs> um, but I really... Uh, really love that joy. And, and Chuck started off uh, today just talking about uh, when the presence of the Lord gets, gets poured out, a lot of times people are apparently drunk. I mean, they, they look and, and act and maybe even feel uh, intoxicated. And um, one of my favorite things about that is that I've discovered throughout my 30 years of life that drunk people are usually fearless. <laughs> it reminds me of that silly spoof commercial where it's talking about tequila as if it's like a medication. And you know, at the, at the end of medication commercials, it talks about all the warnings. Like it says, warning, tequila will make you think that you are smarter, faster, and better looking than you actually are. <laughs> Well, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, suddenly you realize that you are awesome. You were always awesome, but you've just been enlightened to the fact that you are awesome. And you can do these great things that he said that you can do. <laughs> and it just is way more fun to live with that joy. It's way more fun to live with that joy. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and do even more of your happy work in this room. You do your favorite things in this room. That you break off that spirit of despair right now. Just, we kick that thing to the curb in Jesus' name, and we put on a garment of praise, and we duct tape that sucker in place. That garment of praise is not going anywhere in Jesus' name. We release joy in this room right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We welcome you. Do all of your favorite things in this room. Holy Spirit. The first thing Jesus did save was a party. That party needed to go on a little bit longer, didn't it? The wine was out, so the Messiah had to do something. <laughs> he looked around at that wedding and thought, this wedding isn't over yet. This party's got to keep on going, right? Uh, we're going to do uh, a few things here. just want to talk to you real quick about... Um, words of knowledge. There are a few different manifestations of the Holy Spirit, aka gifts of the Holy Spirit, that fall under the general term of the prophetic. And um, those gifts that you can read about in Ephesians 4, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12 are discernment, prophecy, interpretation of tongues, even... I don't know why interpretation of dreams isn't listed in the New Testament because have you ever read Daniel? That thing's 
Woo! That guy had a serious interpretation of dreams gifting. Uh, other things that fall under the prophetic are words of wisdom and words of knowledge. And by the prophetic, what I mean is this. You are an interpreter of the sentiments of God. Some general definitions of the prophetic or a prophet, one that foretells future events, uh, a person illuminated, inspired, or instructed by God to announce events such as Moses, Elijah, David, and Isaiah, an interpreter, a person who speaks by divine inspiration. I like this one, a person gifted with profound moral insight and exceptional powers of expression. I've seen some prophetic people that don't necessarily have exceptional powers of expression, but they are very accurate. Um, So a word of knowledge, what that is, is when you simply have information from God that you wouldn't have known in the natural. It's not like I got on someone's Facebook profile, looked up their birthday, who they're married to, and then stood up here and, and said that. That would be really dumb. I mean, that would be terrible for me to do. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's information that God gives uh, the person with a prophetic gift uh, to communicate. And there are people that are more gifted in the prophetic than others, but there's this really cool verse in 1 Corinthians 14.31 that says, you may all prophesy. Isn't that cool? You may all prophesy. Chuck mentioned this verse earlier too out of uh, um, Joel 2. It says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. It doesn't say, I'm going to pour out my spirit on uh, the pastors and church leaders and the world traveler, like evangelists. It says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. 1 Corinthians 14, 31, you may all prophesy. So this is really fun uh, because what prophecy entails is simply hearing the voice of our Father and communicating what he said. And Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Who in here uh, believes that Jesus is who he says he is? Go ahead and put your hand up, and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Do you know that that means you have heard God? Because faith comes by hearing. Every single person that put their hand up, we have all heard the call of the Father. We know his voice. And so that's step one of the prophetic. You hear his voice. Step two is you simply communicate what you heard. Um, in In the Old Testament, you'll see the word, seer a lot, S-E-E-R. And seer and prophet in the, in the OT, they are synonymous. There are actually uh, 26 verses that contain seer. And if you go to 1 Samuel 9, 19, you don't have to go there now, just believe me. It says, um, for, uh, sorry, I read the wrong one. 1 Samuel 9, 9. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, come, let us go to the seer. For today's prophet was formerly called a seer. And so there's something about the prophetic that has to do with sight. And Paul tapped into this when he, when he said that, in, like that incredible prayer in Ephesians, when he said, Lord, I pray that the eyes of their heart would be open or the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. So he wants us not just to see with our natural eye, but to see with the eyes of our heart. 
You know, when, uh, when Samuel went to anoint the next king of Israel, he went to the house of Jesse and asked Jesse to bring in all of his sons. And so it was like a sun parade. Do, 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 do. Is this the one? No, it's not. And, but, Jesse, but Samuel sees Eliab. I think it's his firstborn, Jesse's firstborn, Eliab. And he, and he says, surely the Lord's anointed is standing before me because he's tall, good looking. That's a king. That guy can wear a robe like no other. Like he's got a, he's got a head made for a crown. He's got a strong jawline. That's the king. <laughs> and, and the Lord whispers to Samuel in his spirit and says, I've not chosen him. You, you know, stop looking at human appearances. The Lord doesn't look as man looks. The Lord looks upon the heart. Okay, so when the eyes of our heart are open, we're actually seeing things as they truly are. Someone might look like, you know, a stereotypical bad guy. But if you see with the eyes of your heart, you might see that that person is actually wounded in a specific way. He's just hurting real bad. And if you can see with the eyes of your heart, then you can communicate to him, hey, man, I know you've had a rough go. And the, and the Lord sees it, and he's seen how you've tried to keep your heart from bitterness. And, and I just want you to know that he loves you, man. And, it, and what happened to you is not your fault. And the Lord can un, undo all that pain right now if you, if you want. You know, and then you actually start to minister instead of, instead of, like, crossing the street to stay away from the guy that looks like a bad guy because you're seeing with the eyes of the Lord. Okay, so I'm, I'm rambling now. Jesus demonstrated the word of knowledge uh, when he knew that that Samaritan woman at the well, he knew that she'd had five husbands and the woman that she was currently shacking up with wasn't her husband either. Like that was a serious word of knowledge. And what that woman did is she, she went back to her town and said, come and let me introduce you to the man who told me everything I've ever done. That's a, that's a powerful word of knowledge for her to walk away from that meeting and say, he knows everything about me. That's a word of knowledge right there. Um, and, okay, so now what we're going to do is actually uh, do some words of knowledge. Does that sound like fun? Um, real quick, 1 Corinthians 14.3 says that everyone who prophesies speaks to men for strengthening, encouragement, and comfort, or if you have King Jimmy, it's edification, exhortation, and consolation. But if you don't have a dictionary, you might want to go back to NIV. Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. That's what we're going to do. Um, and so, and I also saw a whole lot of hands go up when I asked how many people believe that Jesus is who he says he is. That means that we're all in the family already, right? You're my brother. You're my sister. You're my crazy uncle. Like, we're all, <clears throat> we're all already in the family. We're already in the kingdom. And so what we're going to do is we're going to swing for the fences with some of these words of knowledge because we know we're not going to offend anyone in this room. You know, we're, we're, this, is, this is research and development. Um, you'll notice that <clears throat> at Storehouse, there's like a different worship leader Every service, right? If you're new here, have you, have you had a hard time figuring out who's the worship leader at this church, right? Because there's always someone else up there or someone else leading a song. Uh, the band's always 
rotating around and playing different instruments. And then uh, there, there are several different people that speak and, you know, exhort and edify from right here. And, and, if, and on top of that, we bring in people um, who speak. Do you know why that is? 1 Corinthians 14.23 says that when you gather together, everyone brings something. 26, my bad. 1 Corinthians 14.26, when you gather together, everyone brings something. It's a spiritual potluck, okay? Instead of, instead of bringing a casserole, you bring a word of knowledge, okay? And so that means that we, we really want different people sharing the, the revelation that they get on the personality of Christ. And we really want different worship leaders, you know, doing the same thing only with a guitar or a piano in, in front of them. In fact, uh, Paul believes in this, this thing called impartation so much that in Romans 1.11, he says, I long that I may come to you and impart to you some spiritual gift and it basically says to complete you or to, to, to help you become mature. And the next verse says, so that we could mutually encourage one another. So Paul is saying that if I could just get in your church and get around you guys, I've got something good for you. I've got a gift. And you know, that applies to every single one of you. Every single one of us, we have something that the Lord has imparted to us that we can impart to others. And any Sunday morning, I want you guys to start, start to do this. On the drive here or when you wake up and you're having your coffee, Sunday morning or if you're coming to the Thursday night service, ask the Lord on your way here, hey God, what do you have for me? I wanna give something away tonight. And then, and then just let them speak and, and just test it out. Again, this, this room is research and development, Okay. We're already saved. We're already in the kingdom. It's out there that we're actually going to like really use it. In here, we're going to practice it. Okay? Does everyone feel safe now? All right. Now we're going to do some crazy words of knowledge. <laughs> uh, Vincent and Chuck. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I heard the name uh, Peyton, and I felt like it was a, uh, Peyton is a newborn child and probably wouldn't be in the room, but uh, someone know of a Peyton that's recently been born. Was he born or she, was she born with a heart condition? I just saw um, a, a newborn Peyton with uh, a problem uh, with her heart. And so gl- I'm glad there's a Peyton. Hallelujah. And there's not a lot of people named Peyton, right? I mean, sw- swing for the fences. Jesus. Jesus, heal Peyton right now of everything that could possibly be wrong in her body. Tag you it. Okay, I got most of these at 530 this morning. Swing for the fences, right? Um, <clears throat> I heard the, the name Anna, not Anna, but Anna. Is there an Anna in the room? Let it go. <laughs> oh, that's why I got it. I watched that movie too much. <laughs> um, okay, maybe it's Anna, and I just can't hear very well at, at 5.30 in the morning. Has she, uh, does she have a heart for, like, traveling, and she hasn't been able to lately? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Say what? Well, bring her. 
Okay, I'm over one. Um, so there's somebody, and this is not the this isn't the word for the person, but this is just an indicator. Someone started doing something uh, from their past in the last week that they hadn't done for a long time, maybe a hobby, or started drinking again, or running, or something. It's neither good nor bad. I didn't hear that. Does that make sense to anybody? I've got a I've got a word for you. Who who is that that just started doing something new? Okay, good. The word for you is come off my phone. In Jesus' name. Um, there's the Lord said there's grace at the grave, and what He meant by that was that um, there has been uh, like in the garden tomb that when uh, Mary of Bethany was it Mary of Bethany at the garden tomb. Just checking, you know, Jeremy knows these things. Um, she found Jesus there in a place where something had died. And so what I felt like was that there was actual grace there in the place of loss. Um, you have lost something, but Jesus will always stop everything he is doing to be near to the brokenhearted. That's Psalm uh, thirty-four, eighteen. And so there's, there's a place of going and staying at the place where you've lost something I think this is a word for a bunch of people. Some of you are like feeling, I can, I can feel it going, root, 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 this works for me. Um, and what I always say is if, you, if a word is good for somebody else and you like it, just grab it and receive it. So, um, but there's a, there's a place where you've lost something and he's near to you in that, in that broken place. Um, but his main way of healing you is going to be in community because uh, Psalm 68, 6 says that he puts the lonely in family. And so, He's, he's taking you from a place of loss and saying, okay, you're going to encounter me not in the secret place of isolation, but in a family. And he's, and he's, he's like locking you down and saying, duct tape your heart to everybody else so that you can get saved. You know, delivered. You know, the real definition of, of uh, salvation. That was an okay one. I give myself a .5 on that. Okay, we'll go to Chuck's. Maybe those will be good. There's a woman in, uh, in her 40s who stubbed their toe. Uh, that and broke it, and maybe the toenail is even falling off. Come on, Chuck, that's awesome. And if you don't want to admit that, you can talk to Chuck after the service, and he will heal you. Do you want to go for one? Joy, your name is Joy. This is Joy. I, I knew that, not not from the Lord. I knew that in the natural. <laughs> Um, the Lord told me that he's, he's merely Facebook friends with grief, but he's best friends with joy. He's acquainted with grief, but he's best friends with joy. And, um, he's coming really close to destroy, uh, grief. I also got, uh, March 15th. Is that important to you? Darn. Is anyone's birthday in here March 15th? We'll make it more broad. May 15th. Ugh. I got the first two letters right. Man, did I hear that this morning wrong? I, was, I just gave it to her. Oh, it's, it's okay. Just, just, just get the recording. Get the recording. Okay, isn't it? Wasn't it in one of Shakespeare's plays, the Ides of March, beware of the Ides of March because of, like, betrayal? I think that that's what 
yeah, Julius Caesar. So he, I, I feel like that's like he's not saying beware of betrayal, but be aware that he's restoring that betrayal. Sophisticated word. <laughs> that's a PhD level word right there. Is there a is there a Brad in the room? Man, I am horrible today. I should stick to healing words of knowledge. Uh, okay, this one I know is right. There is a, and I had this written down at Starbucks earlier. I didn't just come up with this. There is a blonde woman on the left side of the room uh, on the sixth row. You're actually not. Yep. I saw you during during worship. I was like, yeah, I got it. I was like, I'm playing. I'm like, oh, praise God. I got at least one right. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you are a restorer of broken relationships, and this holiday season, you're actually going to uh, ha- you're going to be in a key position to restore people that have been kind of fighting in your family or been kind of disconnected from each other. And the Lord specifically put you into position and relationship with these people, maybe like a cousin and another cousin that are like ticked off at each other because they like the same guy or something weird like that. I don't know how these things work, but. Um, <laughs> Swinging for the fences, people. Um, and do you have multiple people in your family who have hearing problems? This is a that you know of? Okay. Because the other word I had was that the Lord wanted to restore uh, hearing problems. And so if you, if anybody in here, uh, and I got that word right afterwards, that's what I thought it might be for her family. Who has hearing problems at all? Like even like, no, not spiritual. I don't care. Like, yes, hear better. If you can't hear well with your physical ears, I want you to stand up right now because the Lord's going to heal you. Look, all three of them right around her. Okay. They're all on that side of the room. Okay, not all of them. You count too. You're human. All right. Extend a hand towards these people. We're going to heal them. Holy Spirit, we know that you love to heal people, and so we, uh, we invite you right now to heal these eardrums, restore healing fully. Right now, we say deafness, Go, good hearing come. If there's uh, perforation in the eardrums, be restored right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you told me that you are the restorer of all things, and I say restoration, restoration to your ears right now in Jesus' name. Yes. (laughs) Uh, In that same row, I think you're her father on the end. Is your name Robbie? Do you have a business partner named Robbie? Best friend named Robert? <laughs> Is there a Robert in the room who'd like to be his friend? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, now, what I, what I saw for you is a business-related word. That, um, you, have a, you have an apostolic call on your life to, uh, to be successful in business and sow it into the kingdom. And I saw specifically missions and a desire in your heart to, to touch foreign soil um, that the Lord's going to bring about in a personal way for you later on in life. But right now, uh, he has you sowing in to people that are going to be doing that. Um, are you a business owner? Cool. <laughs> Does it have to do with... <laughs> Does it have to do with concrete? All right. Saw some pouring of concrete. Shabbat shalom. 
I hope that means what I think it means. Um, is there a Jason in the room? Jason. I saw a Jason or a J <laughs> with a, a sports injury. Negative. Okay, Johnny, uh, you injured your, what? What's that? All right. Jesus, heal Jason in Jesus' name and bring him here. Robbie, um, swinging for the fences. You injured your back parachuting. Negative. <laughs> Did anyone in here injure their back uh, by parachuting? I'm just, uh, that wasn't actually my word. I got that from one of my disciples earlier, so. <laughs> I'm not going to name who it was, but I'm taking the heat for you. I'm just kidding. Uh, got one? All right, these are Chucks. I'm done trying. Um, <laughs> there's a stretched ligament in the left hip and pain in the whole leg uh, from the lower back down. Left hip. Marcus. Awesome. Everybody extend a hand towards Marcus. Marcus, be healed right now in Jesus' name. No more stretched ligament. No more pain from your back. None, no pain at all in your legs. Right now, good circulation in Jesus' name. Uh, on the right side of the room, someone named Peter or Sam. Those are kind of two very different. Is there a Peter or a Sam over here? Other than Sam Cotton, who's not here? Okay, good, because all he said was that you're a snowblower. Is there a Peter anywhere in the room? This is a fun day, guys. I mean, I'm saying, who goes to a church where people just do this, right? Um, and then there's a young blonde person, not a man or a woman specifically, with heart palpitations in the middle left. There's, does anybody have heart palpitations? I mean, just looking at us, I would get heart palpitations. <laughs> All right. Last one. I'm glad we're, yeah, that's a good thing. We're, we don't have any problems. Um, and then, does anybody in this room wearing a blue shirt have or have somebody in their family who has cancer that needs to be healed? Are you wearing blue? Okay. <laughs> Way to go, Chuck. Whoa. What's her name? Michelle. Well, Lord, we lift up Michelle right now. We ask for you to heal her body, that, that none of the cancer would pass to the baby, but you would heal her even right now, this very moment, at 12.03 on Sunday, that there would be something that, that happens in her body right now, and then you would restore her, and she would come in and just say, I got healed. I don't know what happened. It happened at 12.03 on Sunday. How did that happen? I don't know. And you say, oh, it's Jesus. So heal her right now because you love her in Jesus' name. Good job, Vince. Let's get Vince. Come on.
Uh, last week, uh, I gave a really amazing message on leadership. Uh, <laughs> I'm just agreeing with the truth here. I mean, uh, it's, th- that's actually part of the message, just to believe that you are as awesome as God says you are. Not to think too highly of yourself, but exactly as God thinks of you, which is pretty highly indeed. <laughs> thinks very highly of you. Um I was going to continue that message on uh, leadership today, but we just had so much fun with worship and, and giving words of knowledge. We got carried away in the Holy Ghost. And so uh, what we're going to do is um, just wrap things up. But I want to um, extend an invitation to anyone who still wants to be encouraged in the Lord, uh, either prophetically or if you have um, pain in your body or if you're just um, you're suffering with, with some kind of um, problem in your soul. Uh, you're welcome to come forward, and everyone on leadership and, and staff and, and everyone else uh, that who wants to come. And I'm just kidding. We're going to pray for you, anyone who wants to come up and, and be healed. We really want to lay hands on you guys. Um, so let's pray and close things up. Go eat some great lunch together. York's buying for everyone. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> was that a word of knowledge, York? No? Dang it. <laughs> Jesus, we really love you, Lord. Thank you, God, that um, thank you, God, that it's so fun to be in your family. That you didn't bring us into the boring church of the latter day boredom saints, Lord, but you brought us into <laughs> you brought us into a place where we get fulfilled, Lord, a place where we get to really enjoy your presence, a place where we get to experience the eternal pleasures forevermore, uh, the, the joys that are in your, your hand for us, Lord, the good gifts that you, that you love to give us more than a father loves to give gifts to his children. Lord, we're so grateful um, that, that this isn't just um, a bunch of rules and regulations, Lord, that we're not following a good... Uh, a good leader that just simply tells us how to live a better life, God, but that you give us the true life, the life most abundant. Lord, that you've given us true freedom. We ask, God, that this week, every one of us, we, that our hearts would become more awakened in love for you, that your scripture would come even more alive to us. Father, that you would open up our eyes every time we open up this Bible to really perceive great things from your word. Father, that you would feed us with with um, dreams and visions, Father, that um, the prophetic would open up to us even more, just like Paul prayed that our, the eyes of our heart would be open. God, I ask that you would bless my church. You bless our family. In Jesus' name, amen.